so I would like to talk about living ageless and value. So I'm going to start this out with saying Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown and Jill came tumbling after. So I really thought about that because I'm very analytical. It's innate. I was just born that way. And so what I'm seeing in this is Jack was a king because he broke his crown. I don't think they were talking about he split his skull. He had a crown on. He was her king. As we are conditioned to believe she was with her king. And when he fell, she fell. Because Jill came stumbling after. So what made her really fall? Was it because of her beliefs? That, you know, stand by your man. All these interesting little things, these little cliches. You know, you married, use married, nah. You know, or whatever, or relationships or whatever. And um, it's kind of like, wasn't it easier to just let him go rolling down? Because maybe he did that so many times a year. You know, maybe he did it annually. He went tumbling down, and hey, here she goes right along with him like the good little pony. And so it to me, it would be easier, I would say, to find a door of value. And she could let him just keep rolling. Just keep rolling, 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 and she can find the door of value. Or get stuck in la-la land with him rolling down the hill, so I'm looking at this today. I was sitting out in the backyard earlier, and once I came inside, there was a bunch of birds just flying, just flying like, like the movie with Alfred Hitchcock. I thought it was like that kind of thing, but it was like the interesting thing about it is they had so many of them, but they were unbothered. They were unbothered. They were all they all knew their position. They all knew where they were going. They weren't bumping into each other. They all were in their space. And they were unbothered. Free as birds, just going. And so I thought about, okay, when you think about this other thing when I'm talking about Jill, we can get so trapped in our head about things. We can get so trapped. And it's kind of like, you know, the situation is just taking a different turn. Didn't sign up for it. Sometimes you don't even see it coming. It just happens. You go to bed one night and you wake up and you wake up refreshed and you wake up like this new person. It's like it's like being in a barn and with horses and whoever comes in to feed them or care for them, caretaker, they leave the barn door open. And that horse see that and he just runs out. He just come out of that 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 stable. It's like, okay, so why try to close the stable after the horse is gone? It's gone. Why try to recreate how it was before that horse left. 
So a lot of times we find ourselves in with internal value, um, internal struggles, and we can't walk through the doors of value. And through those doors are opportunities. It's just like this whole new life of happy success and all the things like you dreamed of is on the other side of that door. And I, I, the other side of the coin is once you walk through that door of value, you slam it shut behind you. I mean, it's not necessary that everybody need to walk through the door of value. You have to earn it. It's like, I think our soul is like right next to us, walking along with us. We have to earn our soul. You know, we have a lot of situations of people who just kind of live vicariously through other people, you know, just, you know, I'm just going to go along to get along. It's all good in the hood is, you know, whatever. And then one day they look around and they realize, I have to earn this soul. It's just kind of out it. I actually saw that, believe it or not, on Bart Simpson. And it was about a soul, and it was outside of a person. So I want to share this. It went back in the day I worked when I worked. Um, I used to charge for doctors at a psych ward, and I remember they had this elderly lady. She was not able to talk. There was no rhyme or reason. Her tongue wasn't uh, cut or anything. She just wasn't talking. So this particular day I came and she was, I thought I was hearing things, but when I went to the room, you know, and I'm just talking to her because I'm used to talking to her, but she's not answering. She's just with this blanket stare. It's just this strange look, but it's like you, the, the light wasn't totally gone, but there was something there. I don't, didn't know what it was. So this particular day I walk in the room and she said, close the door. And I'm looking around like, who said that? And she said, I said that. And I turned around and I said, okay, so when did you start talking? Because you don't talk. It's all in your chart. And she went on. She said, well, it, it's a story behind that. And I've always been um, a storyteller. And I'm like the family griot, so that's what I do. So she decided to tell me what happened, but I'm still kind of in shock because, okay, maybe I'm thinking that this is happening or I'm dreaming, but no, she's talking. And she said it happened when she was younger. She and her husband were married young, like in their 20s, and there were no children in the union. But they had this best friend, which was her husband's best friend from childhood, they had been friends forever, and he didn't want to do anything without his friend. Everything had to be done with the friend. So she went along to get along. She was kind, I guess, his, his Jill, and he was her Jack. And um, so she said one day she was lying on the sofa, and she fell asleep. And um, when she woke up, the best friend had his private in her mouth. And she, that day, she made a conscious decision to never talk because she didn't want to lose her Jack. She was the Jill. And she knew if she would have told her husband, he was going to take sides with his best friend. 
So it was best to just zip her lips, literally zip her lips and never speak again. But something, I don't know actually what it was. Was it my energy? I don't know what. Something made her break that chain. And she felt she wanted to tell her story. And she, she I guess it was like a selective mutism. I don't know. Because she selectively chose me to tell me this story. I don't really know how that worked out. I think she was planning to go and live by a friend in another state because she was just that sure that that man was not going to stand up for her. He was going to take the side after many years because she had been like this, like, maybe 30 or 40 years. It was years that she chose not to speak again because she was not going to speak ill about her husband's childhood friend. So the moral of the story is how many people sell themselves short. My daddy always said that, never sell yourself short. So when you wake up and you realize something's not right, something's not feeling right, you just wake up and you turn and you open that door of value. And there you'll find your rainbow. You'll find everything you thought about and you thought had eluded you, but it was just still there waiting for you to take that step. And so Graham this because I have other thoughts about this, but I'll share this in another one of my podcasts. And if you get a chance, you can go to Grammarly Depot, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y-D-E-P-O-T dot com. Thank you.